0: Welcome to KC Corner, episode 15, and restaurants are open. <laughs> Yay!
1: Yeah, life is good, right? Episode 15, I think of Tim Tebow, right? So Yeah, uh, oh yeah, Tim, uh, Timmy it, T. What a great man Timmy T is. So, you know, uh, for us, Brooks, it was great, because Monday for Katie and me has been a day that we've tried to take off, and we've had a routine for the last several years of trying to run over to New Smyrna on a Monday and just set up a tent and enjoy God's creation and relax and reflect uh, um, and get ready for the next week. and we got a
0: brand new big tent now. Yeah, we got a brand
1: new big tent, thanks to Costco. So uh, um, so we went over on Monday, and it was fantastic to be there and spend time at the beach. But one of the things we were able to do is uh, typically if we stay at dinner time, we either will go to Stavros over there, mm-hmm. still closed, or we go to my main place, Merck's, uh, mm-hmm. Because they have some incredible wings. They're grilled, double-tossed Frankensteins are yeah, so, yeah. So, good. so good. And I, what I didn't anticipate was how much of a joy it felt just to be back in a restaurant. And just mm-hmm. to enjoy that. It was different. They've cleared out half the tables. I mean, clearly it was like uh, half occupancy. And there were people at the door uh, making sure that they didn't overload. But uh, it was great. And it's great to kind of get closer to normal. Um, Yesterday being Cinco de Mayo, Katie and I uh, had a late lunch uh, over at Amigos, and we decided to sit outside. It wasn't because of uh, COVID-19. We just thought, hey, let's sit outside, Uh, and it was a bad decision because it was like 400 degrees out there, but uh, it was still a great experience, and it just feels good that maybe a little bit more of a normal routine in life is heading our way.
0: For sure, and you should have waited a little bit because uh, I got together with some friends last night. We sat out on Park Ave at the lawn there, and you know it's sunset, and after the sun went down, it was nice outside. It really did; <laughs> it
1: really got really cool after that. It's exactly right. I did sit outside a little bit here, but that's awesome.
0: Well, that sounds good, and we can get right into what you meant to say of this past week A part three of Shelter in His Presence.
1: You know, I love Psalm 46, uh, my man Martin Luther's uh, favorite <laughs> psalm, the guy who would write a mighty fortress to that psalm, and a couple things uh, that I really want to go back and stress of what I meant to say, and one is I love the phrase, an ever-present help in trouble. That's who our God is, as our refuge and strength, and Uh, I I think the ESV translates that the very present, but the Hebrew word I mentioned on Sunday, it's like he has been found. He will be found. um, He is found to be there in trouble and that God is so true. And um, you don't, we we don't always see it immediately in trouble. Oftentimes it's a hindsight's 2020. We could look back and just realize, wow, there was the hand of God's providence. There was God's grace directing me through that. And um, I believe I said in my sermon um, that I was reflecting on the Psalms and I looked at Psalm 119, 140. I think I might have said 119, in my sermon by mistake, <laughs> but it's it's a kind of a reminder that your promises are well tried and I love them. And it's, you know, Brooks, I have a few more decades on you. And so I have a little bit more history to be able to say, I could look back over 54 years and say, wow, God has been there. He's been found. He's been found in times of trouble. And uh, uh, that gives you encouragement and excitement for what comes ahead. You're a baseball coach. And so as your, if your team has been found to, uh, to be able to make a play um, in the past, it gives you hope that they'll be able to do it in the future. And mm-hmm. so... Um, and yet, we even know that all of us humans have errors. And even though you, you have a good history of it, you're still going to mess up. But our, our God is just faithful and true, will always be. So that was the one big thing, ever-present help. Mm-hmm. And he just hoped that we'd never forget that.
0: Yep. And then I know uh, we had talked about it a f- few episodes back of... Being still in his presence and just you know sitting in silence occasionally and let him speak to you and just not having your mind cluttered uh, all the time and shout out again my friend Seth who says he doesn't check his phone until he absolutely has to when he actually gets to work gets to school uh, know, he awesome. doesn't check Twitter immediately when he wakes up and rolls over.
1: Well, you know, and that's a great segue because uh, um, uh, <laughs> it's amazing uh, you know, how, how instant you want to check you know your your social media stuff, but. The second thing I really would hope to say was that be still and know, and kind of the practice of stillness or the discipline of stillness, and I really think it's a discipline. It's Mm -hmm. like maybe Seth is doing it, learning that discipline, but I don't think it's something that's valued in our culture. I don't think it's something that's talked about a lot of of that stillness. But there's two parts of it. It's not just being still like a meditation. Mm -hmm. It's being still and knowing. Uh, who our God is and being reminded that he is in control and how important it's to both of those things. And how do we practice that more? And again, I think we often hear in Christian terms and circles, are you having your quiet time? And that could become ritualistic and it could become a little legalistic, but it's a great thing. I mean, you're sitting here and you can see the stack of my devotionals here. And uh, this is like the highlight of my day and trying to learn stillness, but I really want to communicate that this is a discipline that I am still learning as well. Mm-hmm. And and, uh, um, and I've realized that many times, like in our society, when you're still, it often equates to inactivity and inactivity is not being very productive. And then I have so often equated my worth to my productivity and uh, stillness doesn't feel like it's going to be productive, but in God's economy, stillness with him. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I can't help but think of the gospels that tell us over and over again of how busy Jesus was. And oftentimes at night he would withdraw to a lonely place and he would spend time with his father. Mm-hmm. And if it's good for Jesus, it's good for us, you know? And oftentimes he would spend the night in prayer and after a, a day of ministry, and I'm sure he was waking up the dawn in prayer as well. Um, but just, if you're, if we're gonna have that walk with God to, to learn, be still and know that I am God. So let me encourage you out there, uh, wherever you are with your practice, spend some time, be still. And I think we run from it because we're afraid that what we might hear in our mind uh, during our stillness, but let's let the gospel get pressed into that and be reminded he
0: is God. Americans love to answer that they're always busy and busy and everything like that. And they want to say how busy they are with work and personal life. They need to carve so out a little true. bit of, to re- refresh themselves and recoup themselves. Uh. You know, it's so true
1: it's it's almost like we judge ourselves so who's the you know whoever's the busiest is yeah. the is the best among <laughs> us you know yeah. hey what'd you do today i spent time with jesus oh my gosh what a loser no, no, looked no, no, down no. on him yeah exactly but that's a great point brooks
0: so looking ahead to this week now part four of sheltering in his presence what do we have to look forward to yeah what'd really again
1: again i'm sorry i think i cut you off there yeah, you're fine it's, it's, go it's, for uh, it. <laughs> i'm just so excited uh Psalm 121, um, it's what we call a psalm of ascent. These psalms were probably sung on their way up to Jerusalem. They are ascending up high to go and worship. And and it's a wonderful psalm that reminds us that, hey, I, 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 I lift my eyes up to the hills. Where does my help come from? Mm-hmm. And it's going to ask the question and answer the question, where does our help come from? But what I want to stress, and again, it fits so beautifully in the shelter in his presence, is that... He's not only our creator, but he is our helper. And I, what I really want to dig down on is he's our keeper. And the Hebrew word there is watcher. And he's the one who keeps us. And he never turns his head from us. He never gets sick of us. He never just uh, takes his eye off the ball, so to speak. And he's our keeper. And think about that. If, uh, if we're safe uh, with him as our helper, as him as our creator, but the one who keeps us, it's really such good news. So what I hope to say is, as we lift our eyes up. The question is, where do we typically lift our eyes? Usually our eyes are on the problems around us and, and again, uh, on the uh, circumstances. And they often we often make our heads go down instead of lifting up. And there's just this great posture of, keeping our eyes fixed on the one who is our helper, the author and the perfecter of our faith. So that's what I hope to say. Psalm 121, it's a great little psalm, not very long, but uh, certainly an incredible blessing.
0: I got a question for you, and you brought it up in your last sermon, but I wanted to expand on it now that we have sure. a little bit more time, about how you said you go through like 30 psalms at a time um, right. with your note cards, trying to learn something about each one. Um, what's your like process there, and which ones are you on right now?
1: Okay, it's very interesting. Uh, thanks for asking. Um, so here, here they are, and you can see I have two sets of these. These are three by five cards. They have a cover for those of you who can't see them. They have a little ring in them, and so I have two sets of them, and I have... I've written down, as you can see, for every psalm. Like right now, this this is open to Psalm 143 and Psalm 144. Um, And what I'm not writing the whole psalm down. I'm just Mm -hmm. looking at a few of the verses there. My hope in prayer is hiding the Word of God in my heart, like I I said in the King's King's Kids video this Mm -hmm. week, um, that I do that as well. And just have fallen in love in a more deep way with the psalms. And I'd like to be able to... Try to know what each psalm um, says, uh, mm-hmm. at least at least a word or two or a thought or two. So you can see what I've done is I've written some thoughts down. I've highlighted them. I love. I'm a highlight. You junkie, are highlight man. guy. <laughs> when I when I read something, I typically highlight every word. People laugh at my Bible. It's like all highlighted. It just keeps me focused, you know. Mm-hmm. so I'm not highlighting what uh, the the most important. I'm highlighting everything, you know. And so. Um, but so what I, what I do is then I, I started going through these and each month I pick 30 new ones. And so I started off with 1 through 30 the first month and then 31, that was January, 31 through 60 the second month uh, and so on. And then when we got to Psalm 119, I just did that the entire month. So where I am right now, I'm in Psalm 120 to 150 and gotcha. I can't wait to go back to Psalm 1 next month. Um so it, it, it so through the year I'll go through there two times plus uh, mm-hmm. of each one, and that's kind of where I start my quiet time. I start it there with uh, uh I, I start actually journaling. The first thing I do is I try to uh, write down in this book. I, I love leather. Uh, and yeah, that's it's an old style of, looking book. Yeah, right kind there. of a cool <laughs> looking leather book. And uh, I
0: bet that has some nice stories in it. <laughs> it does, and,
1: and it's uh, not only do I have that that uh, I also have some prayer. My prayer. Um, journal is in here as well in the middle of just like what I'm praying from. And so you can see I'm just taking notes on on each day and and then I'll have some prayer requests in the middle of of this, uh, Mm -hmm. this whole thing. So I, I go from there to the Psalms, to these other devotional stuff and, um, you know, that's kind of the routine that, that I try to do.
0: Mm-hmm. And then I think you wanted to talk about a, a, a devotional that you had read this week, uh, if you want to go into that.
1: All right, thank you. Uh, yeah, you know, again, I have mentioned of how much I've enjoyed this Jerry Bridges holiness day by day. And uh, uh, just I was reading, it was actually uh, last Friday, and he was talking about the difference uh, between... Um, uh, You know, a moral life and really a committed life to God. Oftentimes, people want to commit their life to a certain lifestyle, but they don't necessarily commit themselves to God. And I was really convicted about that. Am I, am I living a certain moral code, or am I living for my great God? And he writes in here, um, we can be committed to a set of Christian values or to a lifestyle of discipleship without being committed to God Himself, and you know, what we know about God of scripture is that he's a jealous God. And again, he's, he can, he, what he cares about is our heart and what he cares about is our relationship with him. And I think in Christianity, oftentimes, especially it's so good on the heels of me talking about devotional stuff. Mm -hmm. That could be, is the point the devotional or is might the point the God who I love that loves me? Is it getting to know him? Is it really spending time with him or is it checking the box of, Hey, I did my devotions, you know? Mm -hmm. And, uh, so there, there's a there's a bit of a uh, tug of war there, but it was such a conviction to me is I want to be de- dedicated to God. I mean, I just want to be, I set my eyes there. It's, it's interesting, even in our Christian circles, we could set our eyes on our practices, on our disciplines, on our lifestyle. Um, we should set our eyes on our God. Mm-hmm. And then... and our love for him and that what flows out of that is our our practices, our lifestyle, our disciplines. Um, But we, as, as uh, John Calvin said a long time ago, our hearts are idol making machines. I mean, we, we, we can make idols out of our devotions. Mm -hmm. I've done it, you know, or out of our moral lifestyle. And uh, we often equate um, our Christianity with moralism and we shouldn't, uh, you know um, we should be showing the fruit of the spirit, but remember our Christianity is based solely on the blood and righteousness of our our great God and his grace and so what Christ has done for us.
0: And obviously you have a pretty in-depth quiet time you know ritual that you've been doing for a while now and I think just starting small if people are interested and I know you gave me the book when we first started this Valley of Vision Uh, just a prayer a day and it kind of starts there and it's been a great help and I've really enjoyed that so far and kind of just starting small right there having a daily little prayer that you have. It's a great word,
1: Brooks. And again, I think instead of being overwhelmed and even when you miss, just give yourself grace. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, you know, we're not always great with that. And uh, even this year, you know, I, I've said several times that I t- buy a new Bible uh, each year and read through and, and oftentimes, you know, follow a read through program where you're reading a couple times through the Psalms or whatever. I'm behind this year. I mean, this is you <laughs> think of all, exactly. <laughs> you think of all years of with the COVID-19, you know, shelter in place that mm-hmm. I would be even better. But it was really me I, I started to feel like, uh-oh, uh, I am like significantly behind in some Old Testament reading and I'll never catch up. And so mm-hmm. it's like it's okay. Mm-hmm. Uh Jesus still loves me, you know. <laughs> Let me just get what I can today and uh The goal isn't a new Bible to be read every day, or every every day, every every day. That'd be be amazing! Holy (laughs) cow! Every year, uh, the goal is to really fall deeper in love with God and to to be still and know, right? Mm -hmm. Like we talked about in Psalm forty six. So, great job! Even you know, start. Hey, folks, start small um, if if you need to, or you know, uh, just uh, those God doesn't despise that next little step um, in. But I'm going to encourage you to take that next little step.
0: Yeah, if you need help, shoot Jeffy an email. At, what's your email again? Um, come on, Brooksy. you got to know this. Pastor uh, Jeff it, at kingschapelfl.com. Are perfect. You nailed, nailed it. it. You okay, nailed, nailed, it. It. nailed it. it. There Pastor you go. Pastor Jeff
1: at kingschapelfl.com. Yeah, that would be great. I'd give you a lot
0: of resources. And then do you have any announcements as we head out You uh, don't for social media-wise or anything? Yeah,
1: good good thought. Don't forget that we're going to try to do, after the service again today, a Zoom uh, We did it last week and it was great to have, uh, you know, uh, some folks on and be able to ask some questions about the sermon. We're going to do that again. Um, We are meeting as a a board tomorrow uh, via Zoom to prayerfully consider when we're going to reopen the church and what that will look like. So hopefully some announcements coming in the future about that. But let me say right now as well. And for some of you, you may not be as comfortable as some others of, of coming back into the worship setting. We look forward to the day when we, that will be true for all of us. But, hey, uh, we're going to be streaming our services uh, for the foreseeable future. I don't see us not streaming our services. Mm-hmm. And so come when you feel comfortable um, and know that you're loved. Uh, we are going to work very hard that there's not two classes of people at King's Chapel, those who come and those who don't. Mm-hmm. Uh, as long as you are worshiping uh, our, our great God, and we'd love for you to join if you can't be in person online. So we'll have that and that announcement coming up.
0: It was nice to see some familiar faces on that Zoom uh, yeah. post the sermon last, last week. So It really was great to see you. I agree. <laughs> well, that's wrapping up this week, and hope to see you guys soon. All right, Brooksy. Thanks again, man. I love you, bro. Love you.